Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on Nine to Noon to help you navigate family life. There are around 6,000 children in the country who are homeschooled. That's not including those enrolled at Takura, the correspondence school. What are the pros and cons of homeschooling? Who does it suit, and how does a parent adequately teach their child what they need to know? Natalie Donaldson and Siobhan Porter are both part of Auckland Home Educators, a support and advocacy group for parent educators. They have five children each and have homeschooled them all. So I guess there's some real lived experience here. They are both in the Auckland studio. Good morning, Natalie. Morning, Siobhan. Yeah, kia ora, Catherine. And Natalie, you there too? No, and actually Natalie can't. Uh, she's not getting anything at the moment. Oh, OK. We will try and sort that out. So let's begin with your story, Siobhan, and your decision around homeschooling. Was it always the intention? Uh, no, it wasn't. I mean, I hadn't really been exposed to home education at all. Um, but I was just really enjoying my preschoolers, which was a little bit to my surprise. I'm not, I'm not really a kid's person. Um, but we just sort of were having a good thing going, and I felt like home was a really nurturing environment, a great place to learn. And I sort of got to that um, stage when my oldest was nearly five, and I thought, you know, I just actually don't really want school to interrupt this lovely thing that we've got happening here. So I did a bit of research. Um, yeah, I sort of found out a little bit more about home education. I found out that you can achieve at home in just an hour or two what it takes, you know, six hours at school to achieve. I, I met some other homeschoolers. In fact, one of my university professors, his wife was homeschooling, so I checked um, their family out and realised you could ha- do a really strong academic programme and have a lot of fun and be quite relaxed. So, we, you know, we gave it a go. I thought, surely it can't be too hard to teach a child to read. You know, I can read myself. I'm not trained to do this, but... I think I could find out. Yeah. And, you know, that was the beginning of a whole lot of learning adventures together. And it's just been a, it's just been really great. And, you know, they do this great learning, but they still have heaps of time to play, explore, do real-life learning, create, imagine. Yeah. Siobhan, I'm still stuck at I'm not really a kid's person. You've got five. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you just have one at a time. And, um, yeah, uh, I guess I, I was just really surprised um, by parenting, and I, um, I just I I love learning myself, and I don't feel like I was particularly um, I was well enough educated, but I didn't engage with the learning that fantastically, um, even though I went to a private school and had every advantage in life. Um, I did eventually go to university, and I sort of um, I, I did do a degree, but I wouldn't say that um, my own learning journey was anything spectacular but then I realized when you can sit alongside your child and um, yeah you can connect with them it's just a wonderful process of them learning and you learning alongside them. Sounds like you have a wonderfully open mind you you, (laughs) you know some people sit and they plan you know I'm I'm gonna 
do this and then have X number of kids and then hopefully go back and do that. You, you sound like you've got a wonderful attitude of let's just see how this goes. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure, again, with five kids, there's a lot of organisation involved. But is that mindset perhaps a little bit of a key to this? Not not necessarily feeling like you have all the control of a system and just having to be prepared to trust yourself to learn. Yeah, I think that is really important. You know, as a parent, you have a lot of intuition. You there's, you have the wonderful benefit of really knowing your child and getting to, to understand them. And um, you can build a strong relationship with them and then you can help them. Um, so every child is different the way they learn. And it's, um, you know, education isn't a box. It's not a... Um, a funnel that you put kids through it, it, you know you're really lighting a fire in their hearts and in their minds and helping them to follow their passions and you can do that in a in a really thorough and unhurried way when you're homeschooling without all that pressure and competition how old are your children now what's the age range uh, my oldest is 19 uh, she's at, at Auckland University and the youngest is six I've actually got four teenage girls at present and then we just decided to squeeze one more in before I got too old and we have a little boy who's nearly seven what of the uh, the high school stage? Because I think at one point two of your children transitioned to high school. Did you reach the dreaded fifth form maths limitation and what you felt you could offer, or yeah, or, or, or what slightly. was the decision there? So in, in my situation, I, at, at, when my oldest was fourteen, um, she was already a very independent learner. She had a lot of questions. She um, in year ten did sit an English and maths exam because I sort of realised, oh yeah, she's quite able, I guess. And she did well at that. Um, but I was realising that I, I couldn't answer her questions and, and neither could my husband. And she really needed to interact with some experts. So, I, you know, we enrolled her in our local high school, Ruskell Grammar, and, um, and, you know, just put her into the classroom there. And that was really a wonderful experience for her because um, she did... Uh, she did have some great teachers there and they were very patient with her and, uh, you know, would answer all her questions and she really did succeed well there. So she found the transition okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, she found it quite odd being around so many people all day that you don't know but you finally get to know. Well, yeah, something but... else struck me when you said you've got four girls who are teenagers. I, I, I suppose this is part of the challenge because you're on each other's faces a bit. Um, you know, I, I suppose at school it's a time to be separated from siblings. I'm not sure whether always being around is a, is a good or a bad thing or, or whether the dynamic is different in their relationship because they are homeschooled. Yeah, I think you have to learn to get along with your siblings and you have to find ways. Uh, and there's obviously lots of different personalities within that. Um, but, uh, and yeah. It's very, it is very communal for sure. I, I mean, I have found it quite useful that at the top end, some children have gone off to school. But actually, everyone loves it when everyone's there together. And um, But, you know, a teenager at home has a lot of flexibility. They can take themselves off for a run. They can go and do, you know, one, one of my kids volunteers at an op shop and um, she, she might go and play tennis or... Uh, you know, there's a lot of flexibility. You're seeing your friends, you're doing stuff, so you're not with your family all the time. Natalie, can you, thanks, Siobhan. Natalie, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Super. Could you tell me about your experiences? Um, so we started homeschooling quite unexpectedly, perhaps a bit like Siobhan. I never had any intention of being a homeschooler, but when I came with my first five-year-old ready to go to school, I realised it was not going to be a great experience for him, and so we started investigating other possibilities. And homeschooling was never on my radar, but it came up and we thought we'd give it a try. 
And the unexpected thing that we didn't realise, we thought it might be educationally a great thing to do, but we didn't realise what a great family thing it was to do. And we didn't realise that it would actually give us the opportunity to be together as a family, to grow to know each other, and to actually quite like each other um, in a way that I didn't realise you could kind of do in a family. Um, we don't get on all the time, and the children do argue from time to time. Well, more than I would like, actually. But as a whole, we enjoy being together as a family, and we have done a lot of family things that I don't think I, as a mother, some mothers are great at this sort of thing, but I don't think I would have been. What is the, what, what's the age range of your family, please? So my oldest is also 19, and my youngest is 11. Right. What does the day look like? How is the day structured? Well, my oldest two are actually now both at university, so they get up um, and do their own thing. Actually, sometimes they don't get up till really late because they may not have lectures that start until um, 11 or 1pm. So they pretty much do their own thing. The rest of us um, get up at varying times, um, and I let them get up pretty much when they're ready, although if they're not out of bed by 8, I go and tell them that they should be getting up. Then we spend some time together and um, do a sort of, you know, family type things. And then I let, well, then they go off to various different activities and do different things. So they're involved in all sorts of different things or else they just have sort of free time to um, either study their own things or um, do music practice or do sports or activities. How do you ensure that you meet the curriculum and what's the requirement to? That's a really great question. So there, we... To homeschool, you have to fill out an exemption and you need to show that you're going to be um, educating the children at least as regularly and as well as at school. However, you do not have to follow the New Zealand curriculum. You can choose your own curriculum and you can follow whatever you feel to be a good um, educational path for your children. And homeschoolers do choose a vast variety of different things. Do they have to show somehow, though, whichever curriculum they've chosen, do they have to show some level of progress or compliance? I mean, how is it measured? So in the past, homeschoolers were reviewed from time to time by um, the Education Review Office. However, um, they found that generally homeschoolers were doing really well and those that weren't, they were already aware of. And so they decided it actually wasn't a useful um, use of their resources and their money. So homeschoolers now are not reviewed by the um, Education Review Office unless they have concerns. So there isn't anyone um, outside of the family who's necessarily checking in on what you do. But we find with homeschooling parents, they have a natural inbuilt concern for their children and they are wanting them to succeed and watching their progress anyway. Just how mild, and this is to either of you, just how highly motivated do you have to be because you are responsible for your children's education and what, what, what do you go through to make sure you are giving them what they need? As we said, later on they transition to high school, they've, they've been through university, so for someone who wants to do this, what do they need to know and be committed to? I think they need... Um to realise it's actually much simpler than you, you realise. You know, you need to pass on to your children some foundational skills. They need to become literate and they need to become numerate and they need to learn to learn something about the world. Now, we've there's a lot to know about the world and so you have to really accept you can't teach everything but you're really giving your children some foundational skills so that they can learn to learn. And um, 
uh, you know, learning isn't about reaching a particular milestone at a particular age. It's about pr- progressing along a continuum and um, gaining those skills as 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 you are able and interested. And, and so you end up going with passions. And, and some people have... Uh, are more child directed some parents uh, are directing that process more themselves but what is you know if you take the institution out of learning uh, children just have this wonderful freedom and curiosity to learn and um how do you ensure their socialisation is a big thing, isn't it? <laughs> Both the good and the bad of it, actually, because stuff happens at school that you have to navigate, and I'd be interested from each of you whether um, this is why homeschooling might be an option for some for some children. But equally, you have to learn to deal with rejection and the way people you know, speak to you and the way they interact. You need to develop those skills. So how have you ensured that's happened? Well, I think... Um Children don't have to be around 20 to 30 other children to be well socialised. They do need a few good friends and um, and they need to see those friends regularly. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't feel that a five, six, seven-year-old necessarily needs to be in that environment where they're sort of getting the rough edges knocked off them. A home is, is a, can be... A, and should be a very nurturing place. And a homeschool community is also quite nurturing because you're relating not just with uh, your, your your seven-year-old, isn't just relating with other seven-year-olds, they're actually relating to other families. And, you know, when my little boy had a birthday party, he wanted to invite his 13-year-old friend and his 17-year-old friend as well as his other little friends because it's... Um, you know, it's the socialisation that happens within homeschooling is is quite safe generally. I mean, of of course, everyone has their issues, but um, and then when children are ready to go and and interact with uh, a formal school, they're they're quite well grounded because they really know who they are. They know their family. They know their family family culture and values. Do you organise activities, by the way, as part of the services that that the um organisation offers, Auckland Home Educators, do you organise big activities that give those, um, um, you know, opportunities even just to be in the crowd and, and, you know, following the the, the instructions of a crowd? Um, Yes, so Auckland Home Educators is an umbrella group and we kind of serve the community um, actually all the way from Wellsford down to Franklin is the kind of the Auckland region. And we don't provide local support. There are individual groups throughout the region where people meet locally with other homeschoolers in their area. But what we seek to do is to provide more regional support and also support for parents. So we have at least one event each term for kids. Um, In term one, it's the history fair. Term two, no, sorry, the science fair. And in term two, it's the history fair, um, cross-country, art fair, different things like that. Um, And this is an opportunity for children to see that beyond their family, beyond their own local support group, there is actually a wider community of homeschoolers and they can be involved um, whether they put an entry in or whether they come along to look at other people's entries and be part of the community. What of the the downsides, the cons, whether your own experiences or others, who doesn't this work for or or, or what kinds of problems can come up? Uh, Yeah, well... Perhaps one of the biggest challenges is living on one income, um, but yeah, and you have to find a way to make that work. And a lot of um, families do that. Um, there's a lot of families who are on quite humble incomes who, who um, find sort of creative ways to to make homeschooling work for them. Um, I, you know, I think actually for an individual child, it's 
difficult for homeschooling not to be a great option. You do have to find a community, and at the beginning that can be challenging. You have to take initiative because you're not sort of naturally meeting at the school gate. Having said that, there's a lot of activities happening in the community, swimming lessons and um, classes and all sorts of groups. You have to be proactive about seeking out those families at the same age and stage in your area that you can meet with regularly. Um, but once you've got in a community established, you know, there are just actually lots and lots of benefits. Um, I think as a parent, there's a few challenges. You know, you have to live with a bit more mess and clutter. Um, and you are with your children all day. Equally, I really like to stress that you're not entertaining your children all day. You commit to, say, spending some, some focus time, say, in the morning. And, and then the children are really quite self-managing and able to often... Um, just entertain themselves, you know, you're facilitating their learning, you're facilitating their play, uh, but you're not entertaining them. This is all going well, though. Uh, Are you aware of examples where it simply hasn't worked, it hasn't worked for the parents, or perhaps the children haven't got the education? I've just got some email uh, information coming in about people's experiences, you know, with with, with family members underdoing this, and, and it not working. And is that a reality for some people? So there's a couple of things to say there. Um, one, I'm the government liaison officer and I actually spend a bit of time talking with the Ministry of Education. Um, they certainly see families, um, not that I meet them personally, where things are not going quite so well. And we have a wonderful um, homeschool person um, in charge in the Auckland office at the moment and she works really hard with these families. But for some people, homeschooling is not the right option. Um, and she's really great at talking to them, and often they come to the conclusion themselves that actually they'd be better to go back to school. Um, The other thing is that from people's perspective and people who are looking in, it can look like they're doing nothing in the early years, but inevitably, in the long run, these families do extremely well. Mm. So I would say if people are saying, oh, you know, I see so-and-so and it doesn't look great, just give it time. It just depends, doesn't it? I mean, there's another example here talking again about a family experience. And I don't know when or where this was, but you know what? The oldest child basically taught himself, but the youngest two are basically illiterate. Presumably, um, presumably there, this is where the ministry would potentially get involved. And, and if so, what triggers that check and balance? Um. Yeah, I someone, just like, I just would like to challenge. I, I would well, that that may be the case, but I would like to challenge that because, you know, if a child is illiterate at age ten or eleven, that does not mean that they will have um, a poor educational outcome long term. If a family is committed to um, good relationship and talking, I mean, I met um, a, a doctor from the Manawatu at the education summit earlier in the year, and she she was homeschooled in an unschooling kind of way. Her siblings didn't learn to read until they were. Um, well over 10, 11, 12. She was the reader for the family. And yet they've all gone on to achieve well in life. So sure, if there's people who aren't doing a great job... Perhaps well, I, I think that's, what we're prob- that's probably what we're hearing about. And, you know, and I'm, I'm sure I can hear the level of commitment that each of you have, um, but I guess the incoming is just about experiences where they felt it wasn't the level of commitment needed or, or the outcome needed. You wouldn't change your minds, either of you, though. And how many? Ten children um, all yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, um, there, there are a lot of families that have, you know, two children or three children <laughs> homeschooling. We just, uh, But there yeah. is a disproportionately higher number of large families homeschooling, but I think that's because people do value the um, family and see family and education as going together. 
um, yeah. Interesting hearing your stories and thank you for sharing them. Natalie Donaldson and Siobhan Porter, they're both part of Auckland Home Educators. You can find more out about them on the webpage, link on the webpage, uh, rnz.co.nz forward slash nine to noon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 